How many people here have ever seen a ghost? Raise your hand. Okay, if you've seen a ghost, I have a TV show for you, Unexplained Mysteries, I think, on cable TV. We'll go consult those guys and see what they say. But in the gospel today, you heard that the disciples locked up in that upper room thought they saw a ghost. When Jesus walked through the door, he didn't knock on the door and then was admitted. He just walked right through the door. And they said, it's a ghost, it's a ghost. And the guys in the upper room were there on the first day of the week. Oh, clue, 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 clue for us. That first day of the week is on Sunday. And this particular Sunday was Easter Sunday. So here comes the resurrected Jesus walking through the door and scaring the daylights out of the disciples. Why? Well, he looked different. But also, I don't think that many of them were expecting Jesus to rise from the dead. They knew, they probably saw from afar that he had been crucified. He's dead. When you're dead, you're dead. And we've not had a ex human experience of someone actually being raised from the dead, not resuscitated like paramedics do, but being raised from the dead, coming back fully to life when one was completely dead for a few days. But there he was, standing in their midst. And what was the first thing he said to them? Hey, you guys, why weren't you with me when I was crucified? Is that what he said? Or did he say, what's up? <laughs> no, he said, peace be with you. And that's on purpose, of course, because it's God saying it. Peace be with you. It means, hey, I'm okay with you. I'm really okay with you. And how some of you left me and deserted me and said you didn't know me, all that. I'm, I'm cool with that. So you don't have anything to worry about. But then he did it again. Peace be with you. And then what did he do? Show them his hands and his side. Why? Why did he show them his hands and his side? Anybody know? Why? 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 Will, what is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. The nail marks. He showed him the nail marks and his side. And he could have shown him, shown him his feet, too. You know, because he's pierced on the side, his feet, and the, mark, and the nail marks. So they would know that it was Jesus. And then they went, whoa, it is Jesus. And then they started to become happy and started to rejoice. But then what did he do? He said, he breathed on them and gave them the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is really important. This is really important. Forgive as I have forgiven you. He gave them the power to forgive as Jesus had forgiven everybody. So take the message of my hands and my side and my feet, my crucifixion, the forgiveness that I won for you, and bring it to the whole world. All right, so what does, that, what does that have to do with us? Each and every one of us is invited to an encounter with the risen Lord. We talked about that last week on Easter Sunday day. Each and every one of us is invited to an encounter with the risen Lord. And we can encounter him, that means meet him, that means see him, maybe not with our physical eyes, but we can encounter, we can see him, we can meet him in several ways. And one really, really, really important way 
is through forgiveness. If we never seek forgiveness from God, we miss the boat. We miss the boat in terms of Jesus dying for what? For our, starts with an S, sins, rhymes with wins, sins. We miss the boat for Jesus dying for our sins. So seek forgiveness, especially through the sacrament of penance. Seek forgiveness, because then you will encounter the risen Jesus. You won't see a ghost, but you will know his divine mercy for each and every one of us because he died on the cross. Don't shy away from that. Just do it, period. Seek forgiveness. And seek healing for your hurts. That's part of, the, part of why he, sh- he shared his, his hands and his side and his feet. Look at me, he says, and be healed. I died so you would be healed in your life. We see and encounter the risen Lord through forgiveness. Okay, well, what about that guy by the name of Thomas? I like Thomas, you know. He gets a bad name sometimes. Oh, there's Thomas who was doubting. Bad guy. No, Thomas is all of us. Thomas is all of us. Because, okay, he didn't, he didn't see the risen Lord. Okay, the first time he didn't see the risen Lord. And he, and he struggled a little bit with Jesus being raised from the dead. Okay, okay. He did have his doubts. He did have his questions. Don't all of us? Don't all of us have our doubts and questions? I mean, I'm not going to say you have to have them. But I bet you through life, even as young as second graders, I bet you we've had a few questions. And boy, have your kids had questions, right, parents? Were you able to answer all of them, especially with the, when they ask you about the faith? Hope so. If you did, great. We have questions. We have doubts. But you know what Thomas had? This is kind of an insight that I read about. Okay, it didn't come to me, but it was an insight I read about. Thomas had that whole community of disciples who saw the risen Lord, and they could work on him for, let's just say, a week. And boy, did they. What did they do? They testified. They told him over and over again and, and, and shared from their hearts what and how and who they experienced in Jesus. And so by the time that Thomas showed up, the second, from when Jesus came the second time, he didn't have to say it. Let me see your hands to your side. He just said, my Lord and my God. And yeah, seeing Jesus helped, you bet. But what else helped was the testimony of other people. And that's where we go bring it right home to us. Your testimony, parents, grandparents, brothers and sisters, your testimony is so important for our little ones here, our first communicants. They need to know and believe in the risen Lord. And it's your testimony that will help bring them to faith in Jesus by what you say and by what you do. Mine too, this parish, our church, the testimony of the scriptures. Remember what John said at the end of that gospel? There are lots of more signs and things that Jesus did, and we're presenting them to you to help you to believe in him. Testimony, witnessing from the heart is so important. And believe me, 
my experience and probably yours parents, your kids soak things in like a sponge, don't they? I mean, I go visit them in the second grade classroom in RE in school, and I learn a lot from them. They're soaking it, even if they think you're not paying attention, they are, and then you ask them a question, boom, they have the answer. They soak things in like sponges. So our testimony and our witness is so, so, so very important to them. Just like what Thomas needed, the testimony and the witnesses of the witness of others. So as I begin, I shall end and say this. All of us, all of us are called to encounter the risen Lord. We've shared some things today about how that happens, how that's possible. And we know we're like Thomas too, where we need the help of others. So help and support one another. And come to the Eucharist, this table that these second graders will come to for the very first time. Come to the Eucharist. Because as a community, we are fed by Christ's word and sacrament, and we are fed by one another in terms of our support and witness to Jesus. We're an intentional community gathered because we believe in the resurrected Lord. That's how we meet him. That's how our hearts are fed and satisfied. So, second graders, first communicants, congratulations upon your impending first communion. That means it's going to be in a few minutes. And what a day to receive it on Easter, which we call Divine Mercy Sunday. God's mercy will be known by you through First Communion for the very first time. This is wonderful. And let it be always that way in your lives.